up, y'all. This is money. I really hope this works. I am recording on my phone, but I just wanted to come in with like a queer walk quick, not a full episode to let y'all know what's been going on with me, why uh, the episodes have been MIA. So yeah, I'm just going to get into it. Um, The past month has been a blur, really, for me. Uh, So much fuckery has been afoot. So um, I had to travel down to Alabama twice. Uh, Both of my baby sisters, well, my middle sister and my youngest sister, graduated from college. So, uh, huge shout out to them. I love them so much. Those are my babies. Um, And so, I had to go down two separate times because one of their colleges graduated on the 26th and the other one graduated on May 12th. So, it was a big gap in the middle. I couldn't miss all that time. You know, you know, whatever. So, that kind of knocked out two viable weeks um but I did record I actually recorded an episode with one of my baby sisters however semicolon all right all right all right so I am done with uh coursework I don't have to take classes anymore I'm done with that phase of PhD work this summer I am in qualifying exams and dissertation proposal mode so right now I'm doing qualifying exams uh which is basically like a three-hooped circus act (laughs) um, to prove that I've learned some shit in the past three years um, to be considered a doctoral candidate. So I I have this old-ass laptop. It's a Sony. Um, I've had it maybe for like six years. And then before me, somebody had it for two years. So I wanted to get a new laptop before going into Qualls. Um, because I wanted something reliable and that I could actually unplug and use as a laptop. Cause right now my old laptop is pretty much a desktop. Um, it cuts off when it wants to, it turns on when it wants to, uh, it's temperamental. So I went and got a new laptop and I don't trust these new hoes because <laughs> it just does too much. Like it, it folds 360, um, the, it's touchscreen, it's, you know, all new shit, and I've been using this old Sony, uh, so it was just, it was just too much, so I took all of the stuff that was happening with it as, like, user error, I was like, okay, I, even though I'm a millennial, I am just, like, having trouble working it because I had this old Sony that I've been using, and it's, my, like, it's me, it's my problem. Actually, no. There was a manufacturer uh, malfunction in my laptop. So all of the stuff that I had on that laptop is now frozen in it. Um, After I took it to Geek Squad, they told me that it might just be the screen because it's a touchscreen laptop um, that it thinks I'm touching it when I'm actually not. So they might just have to replace the screen um, and not have to like replace the laptop or I lose all of that data. So I actually have two episodes um, on that laptop. So let's like have fingers crossed. They're going to be old and dusty um, as fuck by the time y'all get them. But I still really want to put them out, especially the one with my baby sister because um, it was cute. And I really hope I didn't lose that one. Um, So, yeah. So the, and then, so then that was another week of stuff happening where I, I actually did manage to record and couldn't get episodes out to you all. 
But the biggest reason why I haven't been um, around is because I caught a case, I guess you could say, um, I caught a campus case. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I need to get out of academia. Okay, so... Um, now that the case is closed, I can talk about it with, with y'all. And I didn't know if I wanted to do this in like a Twitter thread or an episode. And I chose to do it in an episode in case, you know, like some like retroactive shit could happen with the case and they take my tweets. You know what I mean? Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it on the podcast because I'm still in my little corner of the universe and hopefully motherfuckers won't discover. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's pretty resolved because it's been happening for a while. So on, <sighs> where do I start with this shit? Okay. So on April 24th, around 5.30 p.m. to be exact, um, I went on main campus, which I'm never usually there. Most of my classes are in the cl clinic, which are off campus, so I don't typically have to go to main campus. Um, but I went because I was picking up one of my friends to go to another class, again, that was off campus. So I was her ride. So on campus, there is a fraternity house, which is abandoned. Nobody lives in it. It's being remodeled. And um, there's like a, a community house where uh, campus organizations hold events and shit, right? So these houses have like this tiny, the tiniest parking lot ever. Maybe, maybe six cars can fit in it. You can't, you can't, when you pull into this parking lot, you have to do like a 84 point turn to pull back out if somebody else is parked next to you. Um, most people just pull in, pick folks up and back out. Like it's, it's that tight of a space, right? Right, right. You following me? So picture two houses. One is a big ass rat house. The other one is like a regular size house in this small ass space in between, right? Okay, so I pull into this space because I've seen folks do it, like, a lot of times. So I pull in, call my homegirl, hey, boo, I'm outside. She like, cool, I'll be out in a second. Okay, because her, her building that she had class in was right in front of, directly in front of this fraternity house. So she's maybe a two-second walk from where I am, two houses down from where I'm parked. So after I hang up with her, because um, I'm pulling in while I'm on the phone with her. Maybe I shouldn't say that because, you know, that's against the law to be on the phone. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm talking to her and pulling in, right? So after I hang up with her, I'm just, like, listening to music. My Little Sisters love this song. I don't What is this song called? It's by Goldlink. I think it's called Crew. So I'm, like, playing this song. Like, oh, my God, they love this song. Um... She see money all around me. Okay, I'm not going to sing the song. This is supposed to be a queer walk quick. Okay, so <laughs> to, to just update y'all on what's been going on with me. Okay, so stay on task, Montanique. All right, so I hang up with her, and this white boy is sitting in his car, um, and he yells across to me, Hey, hey. Hello. And I didn't know he was talking to me at first because he was in his car. So I'm assuming that he was talking to somebody in his car or maybe he's on the phone. No, he was talking to me. So I turned around and look at him and he was like, you can't park here. And I was like, 
I'm not parking. I'm picking up my friend. And he interrupted me saying, you can't, like, I'm that I'm not parking. And was just like, you can't park here again. And so that at that point, I'm like, what about me sitting in my car makes you think I'm parking here? He opens his car door and gets out his car and walks over to my car. Now, this is one of the rare days in Syracuse where it's actually warm. So my window was down. I drive a hoopty, but it's, it's a low to it's very low. It's a Sebring, very, very low to the ground. So when folks walk up to my window, I'm pretty much at like belly length with them. And this dude was very tall. So I was at crotch length. I'm sitting in my car and he's standing at my window and he puts his hand on top of my car like like a police officer when they're doing a, a car stop incorrectly. Um, but yeah, his hand is on top of my car. And he's leaned in my window like you got five seconds to get out of this parking lot or I'm going to have you towed. I was like, oh, this escalated quickly. <laughs> so I was like. Oh, kind sir. I don't like. I don't know who you're talking to. So I turned the music up, right? So at this point, I'm bumping. She see money all around me, right? Okay, the music is going. So I can't hear anything else he's saying, but he still leaned in my window, right? So my heart is like racing because I'm like, if he try me, I got my cane in my car because I keep I keep like canes in the back of my car for my sorority. It's a long story. It, yeah, so I have canes in the back of my car. So I'm just like, if he try me, I got my canes. If he try me, I got my canes. Because he is leaned in my window. And so then he walks back to his car after I like blast it. Because my, my car is a hoopty, but the stereo system bangs. So after I turned it up to max, and I'm guessing it was hurting his ears to like be leaned in that close to my um, my speaker. He goes back to his car and gets his backpack. At this point, my homegirl is getting in the car. So this tells you how, how long I was there. Like, all of two minutes. It was very quick. A very quick interaction. If he would have just quieted his and stayed in his car for two seconds, I would have been gone. And he wouldn't have had to worry about trying to police me in this space, right? So he goes, as she's getting in my car, he's at his car taking out a backpack. I don't know about where y'all live, where y'all from, whoever's listening, but where I'm from, if you go to a car and take out a bag after having words with somebody, you like that's a threat. You you about to you about to like I don't you about if I you I assume that you're about to draw a weapon if you go to your car after you already done barked off at me and take out a bag. So at this point, I am terrified and angry at the same time and this this is an emotion I feel like I have only felt in life-threatening situations I at that point literally felt like my life was threatened so and oh I forgot to tell y'all this is all technically and not technically considered campus this is all happening on campus and I was not even in park. I had I just was holding my foot on a brake because my homegirl was coming. So I'm still not in park. So my my like leg is trembling from holding on the brake, being scared and angry. And old dude goes to his car and gets his, his backpack. So he like disappeared for two seconds. And before I could back out, I realized he's sitting behind my car, which is why I couldn't see him. And another dude. An Asian dude is walking up to my car. 
And, and before I even see this Asian dude, I hear him. Like, this bitch better move. She got five minutes to move or we having her toe. What is this bitch doing? Like, I'm a bitch from jump from him, right? And so I'm like, oh, wow, he went and got somebody. So at this point, I throw my car in park. And I'm like, you need to back away from my car. I'm still in my car. But I'm like yelling out the window like, you need to back away from my car. Get 50 feet from my car. Back up. I need you to give me 50 feet. The Asian dude is still calling me all kind of bitches. White dude still sitting behind my car. Sir, back up from my car. Like, I'm still in it. And I'm still saying back up. And then the Asian dude leans in my window like that white dude leaned in and was like, this this ugly bitch thinks somebody's scared of her. So that's when I was like, all right, y'all not going to back up. I'm going to make y'all back up. So I swung my car door open and jumped out. I don't know if it hit him or not. That's really irrelevant to me at this point. Because y'all both done tag team, hung in my window, calling me all kind of bitches in my face. You sitting behind my car. So I described to y'all how tight that area is. So I literally could not get out if he was sitting behind my car. Because the only way that I could have got out is if I would have ran him over. <laughs> because there's no, like, the space is so tight, there, there was literally no way, right? So um, I jump out the car and I'm like, I asked you several times to back away from my car. You didn't do so. I asked you calmly. Now I'm not going to be so calm, right? So I turn up and... Y'all could probably tell from the podcast, but I'm a very loud individual. So even, even me talking at my regular tempo is uh, off-putting and, and uh, like some people perceive it as hostile, right? Um, because I'm a loud, tall, black girl. So me, me actually intending to be loud and yelling, I'm on... Like, it, it basically sounds like I'm on a loudspeaker. So, so I, I, I see people as they start to turn and look. But nobody is, like, coming over to help. So, I'm, like, screaming at this point. Get away from my car. Back the fuck away from my car. You asked me to leave, right? Then y'all need to move. Get the fuck out the way. So, I'm screaming this. And literally nobody is, like, coming over to help me. Because... Just think about this situation. Like, if you hear a woman screaming, get away from my car, don't you think, like, somebody will come help? Anyway, nobody did. So, then the Asian dude continues, right? He's calling me all kind of bitches. He got creative with the bitch calling. Like, I've heard bitch paired with a lot of things, but damn, he must have been waiting. He must got a list in his room going of different type of bitches he could call women. But um, then at some point... During him calling me all of these bitches and telling his, um, who I'm assuming, frat brother. Because what I came to learn after I got out of my car and told them to back up. They're like, we we can tell you to leave. We own this. This is ours. We pay for it. And so, so they were a part of that fraternity. Mind you, again, the fraternity house is abandoned. Nobody lives there. It's just like owned, owned through the fraternity. And so I guess it's being, like, remodeled or some shit. Uh, so they they literally, like, hang around in between classes to tell people to get the fuck out that parking lot, I'm guessing, because they don't live there. It's abandoned. Um, so he's like, we own it. 
you, we could tell you to leave, da-da-da. And so the Asian dude screaming like, um, this, this loud bitch thinks we're scared. I'm from Queens. And I just saw black when he said that <laughs> because I... I've, first of all, maybe this is a large assumption that I'm making, but I know you're not from from Queens. Like, bitch, you probably moved there. <laughs> like, your your family might have like rode through one day and saw a cute house and thought it was like popping, but you're not from from Queens. Because if you was from from Queens, you wouldn't be up here caping for this white boy who's hanging in my window and I went to a car to grab a bag on me. Like, you you know what that means. Like, if somebody go to their car to grab a bag, right? So, in the middle of all of this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be on my, like, teach these devils mode. I'm like, the... The, the only reason why you felt the need to, to say that to me is because of who I am and how I present. If I was anything other than a black woman, you would not have felt comfortable, first of all, calling me so many bitches and telling me where you're from and why you're not scared of me, right? I'm saying this to him, mind y'all, as he's calling me a bitch. So even in my anger and terrifiedness, I am still trying to like be like, little boy, young sir... Collect yourself and back the fuck away from my car. Neither of them did this. So the white boy at this point is still sitting. Still sitting behind my car laughing. Taking pictures. Has his laptop out. And I'm livid. Like I'm just losing it. Like all I'm trying to do is go to class. Get the fuck away from my car. And so at some point one of my other friends pulls in and and so at this point the whole parking lot is just jam-packed because like I like I said it's a tiny ass parking lot so nobody can go anywhere like the boys are kind of cornered in um she's kind of corn like nobody can leave because she pulled in and now we all jammed right and so she is trying to calm me down she's like it's not worth it just get in your car I was like no like you you don't understand <laughs> like I was I was just sitting in my car minding my business picking my homegirl up and they are at my car calling me out my name, telling me what they are going to do to me if I don't move my car in five minutes. And then he sits behind my car so I can't leave. So to me, that's like, he's harassing me. Like, he's sitting behind my car making it so I can't leave, right? And so so I look at every, everybody there, everybody in the situation, and I'm like... Either I run through the house or run him over. Which one do you want me to do? Because I can't leave with him sitting there, right? And so he says, um, you know, the, the Caucasian uh, proverb at that point. When I say, which one do you want me to do? He's like, was that a threat? <laughs> and only at that moment does, I guess, one of them call DPS, which is campus police here, right? So my friend who pulled up and blocked like the whole thing, like calmed me down. I got back in my car and I was just like shaking, fuming mad, right? Like so mad that this dude going to come up, put his hands all on my car, yell in my face, all this stuff, and then go get another boy who does the same. And they were just going to harass me, I guess, try to bully me until the towing company got there or whatever, whatever. So I'm all of this comes down to a point because I get in, back in my car and my friend pulls out and away. And I 85 point turn to follow her out and the campus police detain me. This is where they take it to a whole nother level. Right, right, right. Okay. 
So, mind you, I was supposed to be going to class through all of this. <laughs> so, I'm like 30 minutes late to class. Um, but campus police detains me and comes up to my window. Old dude walks up to my window. They all look the same. Short, semi-muscular. It's like almost muscular, but kind of stocky, chubby still. Bald head, white dudes. They all look like that. I don't know if it's like a tactic, so you don't know what officer did what. But I swear to y'all, all the campus police officers look like that. So he walks up to my window. Uh, I need your government-issued ID. No, you're not going to get my government-issued ID. Well, you were harassing a student, so I need to see your government-issued ID. But I'm like, first of all, you're criminalizing me. <laughs> Second of all, who's taking the ID of the two men who just, like, harassed me in my car on campus? Well, that's a fraternity house. They can do whatever they want. If you have a problem with a fraternity, you take it up with Greek life. That was verbatim what he told me. And it's demanding my government-issued ID. So, before all of this, I didn't even know that campus police were allowed to ask for government-issued IDs because of all of the sanctuary campus movements, um, undocumented students. I just didn't think that they could ask you for any kind of like quote unquote papers, right? So I'm like, well, you're not going to get my papers. What you're going to get is my, my student ID. So I hand him my student ID and he's like, uh, you need to tell me your name. I was like, I just handed you my ID. That is me telling you my name. Who's taking the ID of them other dudes? Are you going to ask me what happened? He's like, I ain't answering any of your questions until you tell me your name. I'm like, sir, if you have a problem with reading, that is your problem. I could help you out with that, but like, that is your problem. I ha your I my ID is in your hand, so I'm. He's like, I'm being like resistive to him, right? Because I'm like, because I won't tell him my name. I'm like, kind sir, you have my name in your hand. If you can't read it, that's your problem. He's like, well, I can't pronounce it. I can read it, but I can't pronounce it. So I'm like. Oh my god, the, the microaggressions that just fly when it comes to names, ridiculous. So I'm like, are you going to ask me what happened? And he's like, I ain't answering any of your questions, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's, he's just like going off and still demanding that I give him government-issued ID. At this point, a good white person, a, <laughs> a good white Samaritan comes up, and she stands in between um, the police car and my car, and it's like... I'm not leaving until she leaves because I saw the whole thing. And so at this point, a second officer walks up and is like, just let her go to the officer who's demanding my driver's license. And the white girl's like, yeah, because I'm not leaving until she leaves because like, I saw the whole thing. And so again, nobody asked her what happened. Nothing, right? She's standing there putting her body on the line as a true, a true white ally in no situation should. Um, and nobody is asking her what happened. Nobody's asking me what happened. He's just demanding that I give my driver's license, which I didn't. I never gave him my license. And so the second officer who arrived on the scene is continuously yelling at him. Give her her ID back. Give her her ID back. Like, it's like, just let her go. But the, the first officer, he doesn't want to let it go because I didn't pronounce my name for him. So he's saying like all these things, right? Like, well, you left the scene. All of the, like all of these sayings that I'm like, you are you are already making a judgment and criminalizing me in this moment. Do you realize you're doing that? And he's like, I ain't answer any of your questions. So finally, the second officer is like, I said 
let her go, and he throws my ID back in my car. Again, y'all, I told you, my car is very low to the ground. So if somebody throws something in my car window, it's basically going to hit me in, like, the shoulder face area. He just, like, shoots it back in my car, just like, boop, you have a nice day. I'm like, did he really just do that? And I'm shaking. my And, and through all of this, I still have my homegirl in the passenger seat, and she's like, let's just get out of here. She's... How do I describe her? Hmm. She's like, she don't want to be in the middle of no conflict, but it's not like in this like avoidant way. It's like she has fought so much that she just don't want to fight no more. Do you understand what I'm saying? So she's just like, just let it go. Like this is fuckery, but you can make a report about it. You know, whatever, whatever. Right. So all of this happens on campus <laughs> and I go to class where I end up like breakdown crying and class was supposed to end at seven we ended up ending at 10 because the professor is talking to me and telling me what I need to do to follow up with this incident so that was April 24th I sent an email that night to like I don't know like our inclusion um type people on campus um, t like detailing the whole thing I wrote out all of this didn't go to sleep till like 2am writing all this out to the inclusion people I ain't hear shit back obviously um, so blah 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 like some days pass I get on the plane go to my sister's graduation right woop, woop, woop. Um, maybe maybe a, the day after I got back from my sister's graduation so this is a week later I get an email from, like, students' responsibilities and rights and stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is them responding to to my letter about what happened. Um, no. So it's like, this is a secure letter. You must sign in with your ID, blah, 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 whatever. So I sign in, open the letter, and it's like, um, the, the campus police have charged you with disorderly conduct, uh, physical harm or threats of physical harm and harassment of students. <laughs> so you're facing three counts <laughs> through the university. And y'all, you know what's so wild about this is that they this office sees more than 3,000 cases a year and they can range from you um, cheating on an exam to you... Um, trigger warning, you raping your roommate. Like, that's that's the big-ass range that this office will see students for. And all of it goes unreported in, in like, um, Syracuse Police Department statistic shit, right? So, so if you go on campus for help saying that you've been sexually assaulted by another student or faculty or staff or whatever, and it gets... Um, Picked up in this office, and they well actually just student on student, not faculty staff. Um, if it, it's if it's student on student, um, it gets picked up in this office and no and like silence swept under the rug, right? And this is all stuff I know after the fact, like the range of things that they deal with that never go outside of the university. Um, it's like I knew that on some some like fearful level that. That shit happens on campuses that never gets reported, but I know for fact now, <laughs> like things happen that never get reported. So 
I um ended up facing these three charges that that um you know penalties are up to expulsion here and and like I told y'all I'm done with coursework I don't have shit else to do for my PhD but but write a dissertation um so so I am like freaking out when I get this letter had to go through like a hearing all of this shit right and um so so this has been the past two weeks that I that I've been doing this, trying to like find people to come with me to these meetings. I get really emotional and into it and can't ask the real questions. <laughs> so always trying to have like a second set of ears there. Um, a person who's a little bit distant from it, who can help me out. Like um one of my friends, Nikita, who's been on the podcast before, she came with me and um, really like caught something that I didn't catch when I went to talk to the on-campus police. Um, so, so <laughs> I've been dealing with all of this and I am supposed to turn in my first part of, um, my qualifying examinations in a week and a half. So I should be, <laughs> be solely focused on that right now. Um, but I'm not right. So yesterday was like, the hearing for my charges basically um and it was the first time anybody asked me my side of it and the first time that I actually got to tell what happened um and it it was completely not the report that the on-campus police had um obviously because they didn't even ask me they didn't even ask me what the fuck happened so how how could they know what happened um, they basically reported that I, I pulled up on campus ready to fuck up this white boy and yelled at him until on-campus police showed up and then left the scene. Like that, that was the gist of their report of the incident, right? And they had, they had painted him as this pathetic victim. Oh boy was a good six, four, like, like probably six, five. He was tall as fuck. Um, I only called him a boy because I could tell he was young as fuck. He was probably a first year or a sophomore student. And I'm I'm grown, right? I'm 27. So I'm like, this. you are a child and you trying to check me. Um, but this is a whole ass man we're talking about. And on top of that, the Asian dude was completely left out of the campus security report. And had it not been for other people being there, it would have been as if like it was me versus this white boy. And he didn't go get old little Asian dude from Queens, in quotation marks, to cuss me, slap the fuck out, right? Um, and in that moment, be like a moderating body because, oh, I can't I can't call it racist because it was from an Asian dude. No, bitch. Th- that's exactly what you were doing. You were his little henchman, right? And he wasn't no little dude either. So these are two grown-ass men that, well, first of all, one was completely left out of the campus security report, and the second it's reported that I just basically pulled up, threatened to run him over at my car and left campus. Um, so after I told what happened, the person who resides over the presides over the hearing, I don't know what his official title is, but because he's not a judge, but he basically is a judge. He was like, well, that seems more accurate. And since the campus police didn't... Um, didn't ask you ever what happened and given that you've been on campus here for 
three years and we've never had an incident report on you before this seems like plausible like it would have happened um and I'm dismissing all the charges against you and at that point y'all I have my mom always jokes that she like dropped me off at pre-k and I never left school like I have been I have school is the thing that I have done for the longest time in my life um and I have never been in any kind of trouble that would that would borderline expulsion right so like harassment and threats of physical harm like that shit could get you kicked out of school right um and and it, it made me think like I don't know how to navigate these institutions the way like little white fraternity boys do because I'm sitting here sending an email staying up all night drafting this email to like some inclusion people because <laughs> because I'm like you know these two dudes tried to intimidate me on campus um and that was just the wrong person to go to, right? So there was never any kind of counter. So they got to they got to leave campus after finals week and just like lollygag or whatever, go on with their lives. And I've had to deal with this for almost a month now when I have my qualifying exams coming up, right? So this has, uh, on top of the, the trauma of being stopped by campus police who ride around in these like, armored vehicles demanding my government issued ID and all of this right like feeling anger and terror at the same time like on top of doing all of that I've had to deal with all of this and they have had to do none of that um so I got cleared <laughs> of my charges and I felt like I couldn't process it in the moment um because I was still so emotional and I I think I also kind of sub subconsciously chose to record this instead of tweet about it because there was a good week and a half where I couldn't talk about this without crying, y'all. Um, because I would get so angry every time I thought about... I don't even think it's anger. It's, it's, it's just this feeling of... Um, such disrespect. Like, it, it's to be so deeply disrespected. Like... This Asian dude, oh boy, I, I wish I could give them names because <laughs> I wish I knew their names. Like, for him to walk up to my car with as much disgust as he had in his face and his voice, calling me all kind of bitches, and I'm just like, sir, because I'm good, I'm good to hit a sir. I'm like, sir, back away from my vehicle. Um, but for him to look at me and curse at me with such disgust, and I have never met him before, um, I just felt so deeply disrespected by him, by the white boy laughing, by by the the officer who refused to say my name and was just like, I don't know how to pronounce it, so you're refusing to give me your ID since you gave me this ID and I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, like, all of those moments played in my head for so long after that I would just like cry every time I, I talked about it. And even yesterday, even yesterday at the hearing, I got emotional, like, walking back through what happened. And when they're, like, yelling, like, this this bitch or fuck her, told this bitch, you know, um, it was violent. And, and the guy, the judge dude residing over the, um, the hearing, presiding over the hearing, uh, he was like, um, how, like, what would you do differently? Um, and I was like, well, honestly, 
I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think of any different um, way to deal with this, if I'm being truthful with you, because these things happen to me, people I know, um, people I could know if like life was different, constantly. Like I'm constantly inundated with these stories of um, black women, girls, people being harassed and then criminalized for defending themselves, right? So um, all I thought was process this with your homies, uh, drink <laughs> uh, something, uh, talk to your sisters, and then like go on with life. Um, and, and so then he goes, would you have ever called campus police? Would that ever be an option for you? And I just, I wasn't holding anything back because I felt like I had nothing to lose. So I was like, fuck no. <laughs> that would, that would have never occurred to me. Like, sir, have you, have you watched the news at all in the past, I don't, I don't know, 300 years? Like, um, we... And, and even even closer than that, my personal experience with campus police, because I'm a I'm a loudmouth black political black lesbian, and um, I think people know that very well about me. Um, being involved in campus activism and seeing the disgusting ways that the campus police treat students of color, queer students, women. No, I would have never ever in my life picked up a phone to call them for help. Um, I remember my first year at this school, my house was being broken into or something. So a, dude, a dude was like coming into my house talking about, oh, your door is open, right? And um, the universe just like shielded me in that moment because he just turned around and ran back out. I guess he wasn't expecting me to be home. But I called campus security then. This was like my first few days on campus. And they were like, oh, well, you should call um, Syracuse Police Department for that. We don't deal with stuff like that. So, so at no point would I feel protected by them. Um, so he was like, I understand all of that. The, the guy who was the judge basically at my hearing, he's like, I understand that. And this isn't the first time that I've had a student tell me that. So he dismissed my charges. <laughs> so I'm free. Y'all, <laughs> y'all kind of, um, but I don't know. So I wanted to share that because I wanted y'all to know, like, really the fuckery that has been afoot since um, since the last episode that I think y'all got and what has been happening with my computer and also with me catching campus charges. But also to let y'all know, because I, I just don't hear people talk about it enough. That the struggle isn't only in the streets, it's also on college campuses too. Um, there's a lot of violence that happens in the academy. And I really don't think people talk about it or think that it's that serious. Uh, but it, it really is, y'all. It's bad here. Um, same stuff that, if I feel like, I say this all the time, the academy is the trap. Like, the same shit that used to happen on my block growing up in Southside is the same shit that happens, like... I grew up in Baisley Projects, and the same shit that happened there happens on campus. Um, and so I think I just wanted to, like, share that and highlight that, too. Like, a lot of times people will tell me I'm, like, hiding from the real world by still choosing to be um, a student at this point in my life. But the the world is very real <laughs> on college campuses. And 
I think sp- especially for students of color at intentionally white institutions, we feel it. So I'm glad I got that out. I really hope this quality doesn't suck because it's on my phone. Um, and I'm gonna get it up and I promise to get you all a real episode, (laughs) um, ASAP. Um, yeah, hit me up. Let me know your response to this. Um, if any topics you want me to cover in future episodes also, this was supposed to be a queer walk quick and I'm looking at the timer and it's already over 38 minutes. So yeah, (laughs) it wasn't that quick, but um, yeah, I just, I kind of feel lighter now that y'all know. <laughs> so, um, glad that it's out there. Yeah, but, you know, regular shit, hit me up at Queer Walk Pod on Twitter, um, at Queer Walk on everything else. Y'all know the Tumblr page, that's where we began. So, um, continue to submit and inbox me there. Um, like I said, I'm without a laptop, so... The easiest way that I can post your submissions to the blog right now is if you submit it to the inbox. Because then I can just click Q and it posts. Um, tracking the the hashtag is kind of wonky right now because I don't have a laptop. So um, I'm hoping it, that's resolved within the next week. So I'm out of here. I'm going to try to get this up. I hope SoundCloud uh, likes this format because I can't edit it. Because I'm sans laptop. So, <laughs> hit me. My my personal shit, I don't think I ever told y'all that. My personal um, uh, social media accounts is at Melanated Money. M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D-M-O-N-E-Y. So, hit me up. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>